You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Deception After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Deception After Show. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening after buzzers. Bingus for doing, and this week we're doing the first season of the seventh episode of NBC's Deception called Tell Me is the episode. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me this evening is... Megan Thomas, how you guys doing? And Bam Erickson. Megan Thomas and Bam Erickson. Yes. Yes. This episode, man... This 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 season or this show is intensifying every yep. episode, and it's uh, being clarified by the Twitter followers that are mentioning how much more they're getting hooked in yeah. to the show, which is really good for NBC. And I think they're breaking away from that whole it's like scandal and it's like yeah. revenge thing, which is good. So going into let's just jump right into it because there's so much to cover in a short amount of time. Where do we start? <laughs> let's start with Joanna and this bakery situation. Yeah, she's so like eager to jump in and do some cop work. I think she feels like she's just kind of sitting around and not yeah. doing a whole a whole lot because she's used to running junkies downstairs and jumping on them and beating them up and arresting them. This is more of an investigative as opposed to an action hands-on type of thing. But my my problem with that is she went there with no gun. <laughs> yeah, how do you go to investigate and you have no weapon? And under, Okay, no, so she's not in the house anymore, so she should be able to you know, strap it, hide it somewhere even, although she's staying at Julian's house, she should still be able to keep her gun somewhere in a safe place. And so when she went down to the bake, when she went down to the bakery where there's the Russian mob, she should have went with the gun. Do you think she's being a little overzealous? Yes. I think so. But I think it's because she doesn't, because she's so eager to find out who killed her best friend and, and she's so far deep in now. She's like, we've got to figure this out. So mm-hmm. she's willing to do any and everything to make sure that this gets solved. Okay, so she... Go ahead, Bam. You're going to say something. And then, so once she gets to the bakery and she's there to to buy pastry, then Nicolette, the um, the, the tabloid, comes Nicole. in. Uh, what is it? Nicole. I'm sorry, Nicole. Nicole comes in and she just starts talking out loud. God. You're a reporter. You're a cop. <laughs> like, who... Why does she... That's what I don't understand. Like, how would you... That's annoying. Why would you just come into something... Because here's how she started off. She's like, your name's Joanna. I know who you are. Okay, that's great. So if somebody said that to me, I would be like, okay, well, hold on. How do you know me? Right. You know? Okay, pull me to the side. Cool. Let's have a conversation. And she did She's say just that. saying this yeah. all out loud in the open. You're a cop. I know you're a cop. Are you doing some deep investigative undercover stuff for the Bowers? Are you invest... Like, okay, great. So then here comes the guy from the back. With the pastries, and he's looking, and he's like, right. Hmm. He recognizes Joanna because guess what? He tried to steal the laptop exactly. from them in the Bahamas, and, and then she, it, it okay, clicks. Right, to her. it clicks to her. 
then the and other then, guy and comes then they in. start speaking Russian. The guy comes in from the phone from outside, the, mm-hmm. the heavily used phone, uh, pay phone that's outside the business. And she's like, oh, crap. And then she just comes out of nowhere with this. Right. right hooked to the face. Wow. I personally would not have saved Nicole. I would have let her ass get killed. <laughs> Why? You... That's just not the way. Like I've seen tab, I've seen paparazzi people in LA, and they're not. It's just blatant in the face. You don't know your surrounding. Like if you are, if you are a tabloid p- person, you know that your surroundings. The reporter. She, she mm-hmm. should have knew that that was a Russian uh, bakery, yeah. and the way that she's blabbing, I would have, I would have left her to hang and let her get killed. Well, what even mean, even, even if she, so, what I who mean, cares? I mean, she doesn't. The thing is, Joanna doesn't know who she is. So in in the midst of this investigation, she has to, it's her responsibility, I would think, to put a lid on it and find out who this, who who she is, because say they don't kill her, mm-hmm. who say, say they just torture her or say she runs out screaming and she gets away. Who knows mm-hmm. what happens? I mean, I mean, that's a good point. You know, she doesn't know who or what and everything is happening kind of yeah. quickly. And I think the point is you don't want anybody to die even if they are they have secrets about you. You she, her point is she's a cop, so she's always trying to make sure and preserve life versus kill people. So right. I think you know at this point she's like, "Come on, let's go. I don't know who you are, but you're going to die. This is Rush this is the mafia. Clearly right. so, she, I mean, at this point she doesn't even know they're Russian mafia cuz right. Will finds that out. Um, and he comes to save the day, but she's just like, all I know is these guys are speaking Russian. I've seen this guy before trying to steal the laptop, right? And now he's got a gun. And let's also just make it known that it was revealed to Nicole that um, her other gossip buddy got the information that the, she was a cop, so they swapped information. So, but anyway, right? Uh, well, actually, she who she spoke with the the girl who got arrested by yeah the very first by, episode yeah very first episode. But to me, there was two stupid things as far as this was concerned with these characters. Not on the writer's part, but the character's part. The character Joanna, she goes in with no gun, which is really stupid because yeah. she's overzealous. And you mentioned that how mm-hmm. she goes in with no gun, and she just needs to stick to the script and cover the bowers and leave the ancillary investigation, I think, to the FBI mm-hmm. and let them do their job. Her job is to stay close to the Bauer family. Secondly. This damn reporter. I mean, if you know she's a cop, how do you know she's not undercover? How do you know what's going on? Why why would you? That's just so stupid. That's so dumb. It's like being extra super thirsty for a story. It's like really ridiculous. But it's realistic. Yeah, she's kind of like that. She's kind of like that. It's really realistic. So now her cover is blown. And where do you think this is going to go? I mean, we can talk more about it in predictions, but I mean. I mean, I think if you've seen in all the other episodes, anybody who knows that Joanna's a cop dies. So, Nicole, you're probably next. Right. It's just, no. just the luck of the draw. I don't know, because Joanna, there has to be, I think that that leaves, that always keeps some kind of leverage with the cops having something hanging over their head. Which is, which I think it was what we see because you know I mean? Will tells um, Nicole, he was like, hey, I didn't know you're Canadian. Oh, you have a, a visa. So your visa says you're supposed to be working at this magazine. Oh, you don't work there anymore, which means deportation. So he's kind of like, <laughs> you know, so right. so she's kind of like, like, are you serious? You deport me. So he's like, you know, don't say anything about Joanna and we're cool. We're good. Right. Basically, you say something, you're going back to Canada. Right. Pretty much. So Will comes and saves the day. He brings uh, Joanna back to the office. And he says, look, you got to go to this, this function tonight. Uh, you know, you, you know, is everything okay? And he, you know, he, he pulls her to the side before she leaves and he plants one on her. Like, yep. it was I thought like, they weren't supposed to be having office romances. I mean, he's like, I feel like they've made her the guy 
and she's like the girl. I mean, he's like the girl. Yeah, mm, I yeah, I can see that. Role play it, yeah. like, like as far as the the role reversal is concerned, he's like, I just want to make sure you know you're okay. So I why can't guys be like that you. instead of women? Why does it have to be such a male trait? Why can't women just be strong and not all? Emotional? No, there's nothing wrong with her being strong. I just feel that it was very, very, it's very sexist of you to say. No, I just think it was, you know. What you got? <laughs> Bam, Bam, you want to help me out with this one? <laughs> it has nothing. I think everybody yeah. out there in, 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 in After Buzz Land will agree with me. I think that, you know, I think the deception followers would would agree. And so basically, Will's a girl that, and that Joanna's Will, a dude. Is what no, you're I'm not saying Joanna's a dude. Uh-huh. I'm just saying... Their mannerisms. The, the role that Will's mm-hmm. character has taken, it seems a little... Little girly, a little girly. Uh huh. Oh, you calling him a girl? Well, and it's the, like he's letting her wear. It's not. Funny. It's not. I know. It's not like he's. It's not like she's wearing the pants. But it's like he's taking more of a submissive role in this situation, in this scenario. Correct. Yes. It's, it's not very. I'm not gonna manly. say submissive. I'll just say he's yeah, a little not, more emotional than right. she is. It's That's not it. very manly. I'll, I'll say that. Being emotional is okay for a man. Showing emotional, showing emotion, and being emotional are two different things. Yes, but that's a whole other subject. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So well, we Edward investigates. So yes. So then here we have Ed- now this th- this episode. I think Edward is like at his. He's at a climax. He's at, he's at his pinnacle. He sends his family away. Right. He says, get out of here. It's gonna get dirty. He's ready to you know get brawling, and he finds out with through his investigator because he pulled. If you remember a couple episodes ago, he pulled the files from the server at Bowers Pharmaceutical. Right. He had a guy go through these and realize what he was looking at was. The payoffs to the families uh, of the people who died because of the Lyotrol test in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so now he knows what Vivian was telling him was the truth. That people did die. 27 people did die. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but the company that paid off these families is owned by his father. Right. Zolocor. Yes. Zolocor, right? Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yes. That was... uh, It wasn't shocking, but... To see Edward go through this, I feel like Edward has all the integrity in the world and has all the makeup of what it would be to be a great leader. And he's just stuck in this crappy family. Yeah. Yeah. And he's received the the raw end of the, of, of the deal on every scenario because he's related to his father and Julian, the punk little brother. I feel bad for this guy. And do you do you think that do you think that Edward more so because of he's unsure if he killed or if he not killed, do you think it's more of of his conscience that just wants to do good because he think he's the because he think he potentially killed someone? No, I, I think that na- he's naturally like that. I mean, this guy wanted to run for office and mm-hmm. I think he probably would have become some kind of yeah. you know, governor congressman senator he would have ended up being some held holding some kind of political office and i i just think that i still believe that he's been framed for this murder i still don't believe that he really did this murder and i think that's something uh haverstock is holding over his head um but going back to his investigation we find out also that ben was tased into getting hit by the bus Mm. so that's also very interesting and I wonder if that's somewhat related or tied to 
this Kyle who's got who's got Kyle on the payroll, who Kyle's working for. For some reason, I feel like those two things are might be related in some kind of roundabout way. Even though we see Haverstock yeah. and Kyle are in bed together now, but we'll come back around to that, which is very interesting. So yes, so, yeah, Edward we, investigates. Yes, <laughs> and then so Edward, you know, with this newfound information, he goes to the um, Bowers Pharmaceutical event to that night. Yeah, and he tells his brother, he's like, "Yo, what Vivian was telling us is true. There's people that died, and so ju- this is Julian's baby. Lyritrol is his baby. So he's like, no, there. We already know there's only two people that died. The other two people had cancer or something beforehand. So right. that's a lie. He's like, no, I saw the documents. I saw the payoffs. I saw everything. So of course Julian's mad, and Julian's like, you know, you you're just mad because you got framed for killing somebody, and you found that you really did kill her. Right. Like, so I'm sorry that you're a murderer. So of course this sets Edward off, and they start scrapping at their event. He mushes his face. He does. I cannot believe he mushed his face and then he clocked him. He yep. mushed his face then he clocked him. That's a serious brother fight right yeah. there. It's like really wow. I would beat his I'd beat his yes. ass. And this I is really all would. while their father is explaining Make- to everyone that oh Lyrotrol has been approved by the FDA and will get released in three weeks. Let's talk about that approval by the FDA. So what had to happen in order for them to get approved by the FDA? Bam, Megan, you guys yeah. want to expound on that? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when Robert had that heart-to-heart with Julian about where they've gotten and how they've gotten there, yeah. it was like, like, do I have to explain everything to you now? You're a grown man. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I haven't, we haven't made it this far, and I haven't gotten us this far by not... A clean, by a clean fight. Right, yeah. by fighting, fighting clean. Taking not, the high road ex- as Exactly, by taking the high road. So, it's like, do your part. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Be my son, right? Be part. my son." I was yeah. like, "That was so yeah. gangster." But Julian like had a had a check. He had a you know what check? Julian right there. then says, "I can get arrested," and he was like, "Don't get caught." Yeah, don't get caught. He's like, "That should be the title of your parenting." Book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was really that was really funny yes. little quip that he so, threw in there. So yeah, so what happens is is Julian goes to see the guy who um, I guess is part of the FDA, and he basically bribes him and says, "Here's money. You know, your son's not." too smart right. and we want him to go to Yale so right. here take this money just make sure Lyrotol goes through and sure enough um, it, he, he pushes the drug through and so it can get released before their competitor's drug right. which is very interesting because the competitor is Julian's ex-girlfriend she's a consultant for the competing drug yes that is a hairy situation yes with that. So that's going to be interesting to see how that develops and see what information she's going to be pulling, be able to pull out of him because it seems like she's like the fallback girl emotionally as well since mm-hmm. Joanna is not being too receptive yeah, she shot him to down. his that advances. Was, that hurt my feelings when she was like, I don't feel the same way. <laughs> and he was like, I want to go back to the Bahamas, Joanna. What are you doing? I know, right? <laughs> I felt bad for him. He was just sitting there like, wow. And let me take this drink. Okay. All right. You try to put his heart out there. Does that ever happen to you guys? Put your heart out there and a girl just smushes it? No, but <laughs> I do know some people that have that, that that's happened to. And it's Is not. about himself? You know how you no. say like, yeah, I have a friend. No. You have a friend? No. See, you guys in podcast <laughs> land, you guys can't see me. You guys go on YouTube and you can see me. 
Yes. And you can also see and hear more of us on iTunes. Make sure you check us out, the Deception After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Rate and comment because we love to hear from you. We love to hear your thoughts and we respond. And also make sure you tell your friends, your uncles, cousins, everybody you know to subscribe to our podcast. It's really quick. It takes like 5.39 seconds. Bam. Just like that. Bam. Bam. Bam, bam. <laughs> bam, bam. So what do you guys think about this whole FDA getting paid off thing? Do you think that's a bad look for the FDA? Do you think that's a normal part of American society and culture? Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty <laughs> pretty much. Capitalistic society. Pretty, it happens a lot. <laughs> pretty normal. <laughs> Paying off the FDA to get. So the FDA has gone ahead and approved Liratrol. They get into the fight, Edward and his brother. And now we see there's going to be a crap storm as a result of this next week, as we saw mm-hmm. in the upcoming uh, previews for next week. Um, I think we should, I think what is, is more interesting is what's going on right now with Sophia, though. We you know see what, her- this, this situation with Sophia is very interesting because even though it seems like she has stuff going on, I think her stuff is way, it involves the family and a lot of what's going on way more than it would seem. It's not immediate. It's kind of peripheral, but not really. It seems peripheral, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's and really kind of the foundation for a lot of the drama. Yes. And I think that now that we see some of the drama that's going on in her life, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the, the next episodes. Because in this episode, you know, we see a change. First, she's like the like the strong you know, nobody messes with my family woman. And now we see a more vulnerable side to her because her baby Mia is like not coming home. She's sad. Right. She's lost her mind. She's like, everybody thinks I'm horrible because I raised somebody else's daughter. Like right. our family's in shambles. So she's going through it. And then we see it's because she's got kind of a deep, dark past. Right. We find out that she's got an ex-boo thing that is in prison. And he calls her and he's like, hey. Thank you for, you know, I guess the money that she gave to Teo was to help him. And he's like, thank you for that. Appreciate Mate it. Teo? Yeah. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, Teo Agrasar. Oh, okay. That's Teo. Okay. So, anyway, so, he t- so, so we find out that this ex-boyfriend, Wyatt, mm-hmm. has his parole has gotten moved up. Yes. And now she's scared. She's... Because apparently yeah, in a flashback, you saw in the flashback, yeah, she had... Yeah, there was like blood all over the place. And they were looking down at the body or something somewhere in the middle of... A room, uh, apartment, or something. Yeah, and it looked like she killed whoever it was because she had all the blood on her. She's like, right. it's so much blood. And he was like, it's going to be okay. Right. So maybe he took the fall for her, and that's why he's in prison. Yeah. All right. So she has this little dinner meeting, mm-hmm. or was it lunch, late lunch, early dinner, whatever it is, with Haverstock. So well, what was she that? knows very well. Yeah, so what was that all about? Because that seemed very, 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 very sketchy. And then you learn a little bit more about their background, it seems mm-hmm. like. Was she like the jump off back in like 70 or 80 something? And now <laughs> she ended up finally getting wiped up by somebody and it happened to be Robert. I think maybe those, I think Haverstock and Sophia, maybe they were, what's the word I could say that's appropriate? Maybe they were homie lover friends. Homie lover friends? And then, buddies. right. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, some way, he kind of passed her along to Bob and that's how the two of them got together. Yeah, because he does make a mention that I introduced you guys and this right. is a charade. Oh, so you really, and she's like, no, I really do love him. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I should take some credit because I introduced you guys. Right. And so, you know, we find that she has had a, some 
relations with Haverstock, mm-hmm. and he knows her ex boyfriend Wyatt. And she well, does he does he know? Or he, he knows, knows who, the situation. Who he is. He, knows, knows, who he, is, yeah, he, knows, he knows who he is. He knows the situation. And he did say two rednecks. Yeah. So yeah. he knows them. Yeah. He somewhat. knows. Right. 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 He knows of them somehow, some way. And she asks him for a favor, which is, can you make sure he does not get released when his parole comes around? And he right. says, All right. But, but you owe me. But the way that the way that she did it, she's like, I need White to stay in jail. And he was like, Okay. But. You know, you're going to owe me. And but just the way just the way his response was, OK, he didn't even think twice. Because I think he knows it, it benefits everybody in this situation for Wyatt to stay in prison for some reason. Right. And we f- we'll probably find that out late, later. I'm because, sure. Yeah. Will. And I'm sure there has to be something to do with Haverstock because Haverstock's a dirty SOB. I mean, he has a lot of skeletons in his closet. I'm sure there's going to be more skeletons that come out with mm-hmm. this guy. So, yeah, Haverstock. Mm-hmm. Dirty SOB. Yeah. John Larroquette's playing the hell out of that part. That that, that part. Uh, Night Court. <sighs> Love you, John. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I John's a man. <laughs> but I think it's it's a good thing to see this side of Sophia because now we see something different from her. But she really does care for Mia. And, you know, they have a, you, you know, you just, you just don't see her as this rich, highfalutin woman. Like, right. she's, she's, she has a past. She's poor. She, she, there's a, she, part there where she talks to Mia and she, when Mia's cleaning up the the party mm-hmm. and she's like party. you don't even know how to hold a mop I had to clean people's houses in high school for money so I mean it's a good thing that she does come from a background that's different from the one she's now accustomed to okay well my concern well before I go into my concern about about uh, Mia and Sophia let's talk about Mia and Haverstock which is the biggest thing yes so Haverstock shows up at the party. I guess Kyle set it up. Mm-hmm. I guess they arranged something. Go ahead, man. We're but let's say. just also say that because because Bob and Sophia were having this big party, Mia decides to have a party at the house with all her friends right. because she's she's um she's going through this whole thing and she wants to rebel. So she has this big party, and so now. Well, they're, I mean, it was they're crazy. Like, they're like this old dude is here, <laughs> right? Which is really funny. And what's funny is when you first see them, you you see. Uh, Haverstock being such a, a booty hound that even when Mia walks down the hall, you, you you're looking at that face, that like perv face, and he he looks like it's like oh I know she's my daughter so I can't. He just has that whole pervy like aura about him. Mm-hmm. It's really gross, but that's what I'm saying. John Larroquette, he's playing the hell out of this part. I got to give him love. But she comes down the hall and he asks to speak with her, you know, privately. And, and she knows who he is. She's a very smart girl. She, she knows does. He's a senator. She does know who he is, and she knows, you know, his. I guess his relationship to the family she, she, on a surface level. No, she doesn't. Because you remember, he has to tell her when they go in there. Hey, I, I used to be good friends with your father. Oh, okay, so yeah, you're right. He yeah. did. He he did mention that to her. So they actually end up speaking, I guess, in another room mm-hmm. or whatever. And he, he drops the bomb her, on yes, her. He drops the bomb. I am your father. Uh, and she's just like, father. whoa. Like, cause I, and she said, I can do the math here. And he's like, yeah, I know. I, you know, I had a relationship with your mother. She was underage, obviously, but I loved her. And it's kind of a weird thing. I feel sorry for the girl. She's gone through a lot. This is really out her, her sister's a mom. Her dad's this old senator guy. So. I mean, wouldn't she think that? <laughs> like, how, I'm how, like, you're, ew. I'm like, ew, you're my dad as a perv. How did, <laughs> what did Haverstock accomplish by telling her that? Um, it just, the whole thing, the whole. Well, 
She knows. That, I mean, that's it's kind of like when somebody's searching for a parent or a parent searching for. I mean, now that all this drama is happening, and now that she knows that her mother was really Vivian, it's like the obvious question that would next would be like, "Well, who is my dad?" I get that, but. I just don't think that it was his place to, I need to speak to you privately. Just The whole thing just seemed out of place. And I just felt like... Well, we're way beyond etiquette at this point. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, there's there, this, these situations have nothing to do with etiquette or protocol or yeah. who's out of line. Everybody is being very deceptive. Yeah. And no one and was going to tell her. She's yeah. asked Julian. She's asked Sophia. Nobody told her. So right. he, I mean... He technically is her father, so he does have a right to tell her, I guess. Um, But I feel like it's not because of a reason that's like an intrinsic, deep reason. It's not because what in the last episode he tells Julian, oh, you know, they took my only daughter away from me. I really don't think he doesn't come off as a sensitive kind of guy. I really honestly think he wanted her to know who he was because he's using this as part of his his pawn in his game. Right. He's got a plan. He's no. definitely he's definitely going to use it to his advantage on one level or the next. Mm-hmm. Hammerstock, he is a thorn in everybody's butts, butts, backsides right now. I will say for next week though. Do we have any quick predictions for next week? Yes, we'll I start think. With you, Megan, go. Yes, I think we're going to find out more about. Um, well, I think Edward may die. Saying. What? You may die. Wow. Press conference about his family. Okay, bam. My prediction, prediction is uh, Catherine Lanasa, she uh, tweeted me and said that she had broke her arm, and I asked if she would uh, come onto the show. She said, you know, like she, I'm sorry, the music's throwing me off. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine, she tweeted me saying that she couldn't come onto the show because her arm was broke, and she, uh, she broke her arm on set doing a fight. So she also hinted uh, to me that that was a spoiler alert that she fights someone. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. So I, we're going to f- have to figure out who she fights. I probably predict that it's going to be Joanna. Oh, that is, that's, a good, that's yeah. a good prediction. My prediction for next week is stay tuned and see what happens because <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, it's been throwing left and right punches at me. It's been throwing curves at me like since like two weeks ago. Anyway, where can we find you guys until next week? Twitter at Meg Scoop like scoop of ice cream. Twitter, Instagram Bam Erickson. Twitter Club Thaddeus C-O-U-B-T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S Until next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.